0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. You're listening to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Chris Chow is from Hong Kong. He's been in Taiwan seven years. He's the founder of Co-Learner. That's C-O-L-E-A-R-N-A. Which is a decentralized education platform designed for connecting townies kids to the world. Today we're gonna to learn more about Colerna, this awesome platform for kids. So well, these lessons or classes yes. they're done in English? Uh or no, they are bilingual. Are uh
1: there's everything. Mm-hmm. there's everything. So uh, for the local um, uh, Taiwanese kids, uh, usually it's a lot of them are Taiwanese mm-hmm. but um, or, or like Chinese lessons. but it depends on the teachers. And depends on the subject, uh, mm. what they're trying to do. And so, w-
0: these classes, are they like after school classes? Activities? Yeah, that's a very
1: good question. Um, so, my, my daughter was two at the time. The most active Gongshu use uh, segment and age groups are when kids are two to six year old. Uh-huh, uh, okay. And uh, I did some research on that. And then I found that there was actually in Taiwan, there's a mini social problem that not a lot of people talk about so uh, for kids between two to six year old uh, the kindergarten years actually about that guy Mm 150,000 to 200,000 kids uh, don't go to kindergartens Mm, okay mm, they uh the kid the parents look after themselves right and that's about 20 25 percent of the population so it's really high yeah um and i tried to see uh what was the reason behind it and then uh, my personal hypothesis is that based on the data of all the six thousand ish um kindergartens in taiwan only a third of them are public kindergartens Uh and public kindergartens the fees are like say Two 3,000 per right, month right. Uh, range um, and the rest are private, private kindergartens and the range is like two twenty to 30,000 or, or more for example yeah. for private mm. so I think a lot of people who didn't get into the public kindergartens would decide oh maybe we'll just look after the kids myself right instead know. of
0: paying that high fee to go to private schools exactly
1: right. so a lot of people was kind of like either stuck or uh, but there's also a segment who chooses to you know they want the freedom they want to have more time spent with their kids Mm -hmm. um, and take them their own way and organize their own stuff i think this is the reason historical reason why gongshu became like co-learning became Mm -hmm. an ecosystem became Mm -hmm. a sentai so there was a lot of people who were looking after the kids themselves and they needed to organize some play dates for them and lessons for them and um, the way that Taiwanese does it is like um, they they start from themselves and people around them, right? So they organize with the families, the kids uh, play dates, the best friends, and maybe three or four of them are interested to take a Lego lesson together. Mm-hmm. So the the mother, one of them will be a lead mom, right? Like a, a in a style of like twango style, like group buying style. Yeah and then they will, uh, okay, I'll organize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. What they usually do is like, um, they may have like three or four people already, Mm -hmm. and then they want that lesson. And then they will put it back into the more public groups online or on Facebook to uh, find more Student people to join, to, join, to share yeah. the cost. Uh, exactly. Yeah. How, how you know, big point.
0: are these classes? I mean, they usually keep them to a small number, right? Uh, exactly.
1: So I think uh, on average, it's probably 6 to 10 people okay. yeah, per lesson. That's uh, a nice size. Yeah, sometimes it's a bit, little bit more, but uh, you rarely see uh, more than 20. As education as a trend, as it's go, uh, going forward, Um, like many other things, uh, going a decentralization route is going to more uh, personalization route. Mm. So um, in education in particular, it's going to be less knowledge intensive and much more like thinking and uniqueness thinking you know because uh the obviously the tech the ai um takes a lot of if you see it positively and if you can use it positively Mm. it takes away a lot of the hard work with the knowledge based information so you can search um them very instantly Mm. the idea about colonna and um the type of classes that we onboard and to try and run and to push are things that um what we're calling and the, the internationally is being called like, future-proof education is is about building the competency that mm. you really need uh for yourself inside mm. early in our in our business we started finding out uh social emotional learning mm. so this is a system that the states have been u- united states have been using mm. or like researching and applying for about 20 years really that, and, oh, okay. yeah i had no idea In the last three to five years, it became more into schools. So it become a bit more popular uh, or like more mandatory as well. So um, the idea about social emotional learning is to, um, it's like five areas of it. So it's uh, self-awareness, self-management, and then social awareness, and then communication or relationship. I forgot Uh exactly the word. Um, And then the the fifth one is about responsible social decision making. So you kind of like grow in a loop to first understand yourself, understand how to either control yourself, Mm -hmm. and then you understand how other people feel. Mm -hmm. um, And then you start understanding how to build that, Relationship and the team, and communicate, Mm. Um, and finally you make bigger decisions for yourself and for uh, others around you in society. So that's a a lovely. Yeah,
0: it is. It is lovely. I think um, it's so important, and especially you know after COVID, even friends who were very healthy mentally, mental wise, and everything, but because of COVID they start, you know, suffering mental issues, you know. And this is really sad. But the more it is so, the more we realize that let's not talk about adults, even little kids need a lot of like these social, emotional kind of guidance and things like that. And I think um, it is very important.
1: There's a lot of study that that supports that hypothesis. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I think what co-learner is doing is going the right direction. Small groups Yep. And starting when they're young, yes, which is so important because basically you're saying two to six years old is pre-elementary school. Yes. And I think that's a valuable time to uh, you know not only to learn foreign languages because I know that that's, yeah, that's a, a wonderful plus. time very to do. Yeah, wonderful yeah. time so that means with other things too that's a wonderful time to learn these other things but how do you find these teachers
1: there are some in uh, <laughs> Taiwan when we try to do online lessons etc we will find uh, teachers from abroad as well mm. so people who um, have been teaching in the west actually there's a growing population who were uh, in the beginning either in hong kong or in asia and then went on to study in the west and is trying to bring the idea more back into integrated into taiwan and asia okay. in general so uh, we've been working a lot with a lot of these uh, wonderful individuals who are oh. trying to, to do that
0: they settle down here and make taiwan their second home and exactly and happily doing international <laughs> matchmaking
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin.
0: I'm speaking with Chris Chow, founder of Co-Learner, a decentralized education platform designed for connecting Taiwanese kids to the world. I mean, you're doing exactly what uh, President Tsai was hoping to do is, you know, bring foreign talents into Taiwan and you're helping part of that one little small percentage. But still, it's so important.
1: We really wish that we can do uh, a lot of uh, international stuff. I want to share a little story about SEL, uh-huh. what, what, things, uh, what people learn, and also about cool like Gong Shui like Gong as an uh, ecosystem. Mm-hmm. What it is, is like, because a lot of the parents uh, are also there uh, when they take the kids to their lesson. Okay, right? that's So good. there is a lovely angle where is it's uh, parents and kids interaction that we can try and more encourage. Mm-hmm. And we also, uh, therefore, also trying to do more lessons that we can also help with the parents building does that, that mean, relationship
0: th- does that mean then we're talking about parents who actually not working or there's they're working a remotely or, yeah I mean there's, you uh, want them involved that means taking time out of their busy schedule to be involved which is good but you know everybody yeah. is saying that they're very busy
1: this is why there was a natural fit what we were trying to do because in a way like the mini social problem we were saying was some portion of them uh, because they can't go to kindergarten they ask their parents so the grandparents to take care of the kids yes and bring them to lessons and so on and so forth. Um, there is especially a segment. Especially grandparents. <laughs> especially grandparents, yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a portion of the, the parents or the mothers as a larger proportion, again, in the beginning of the those few years, maybe decide to work part-time or the, uh, full-time housewives to, to look after the kid first. So this is a choice that they had made already. But uh, having made that choice, so like when they go to a lesson, sometimes uh, mothers can be the level of involvement is different from mother to mother, right? right. So some mothers would uh, prefer to continue to take pictures or like <laughs> upload the pictures or swipe <laughs> on Facebook, for example. And there's some parents who are more involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is an opportunity to to help them uh, understand the kids more and learning their interaction. So and a lot of the parents also um, take that very positively.
0: Are you still seeing more mothers involved rather than fathers? Um, on an
1: overall proportion, <laughs> yes, uh, uh-huh. but there is a growing uh, proportion of full-time dad and uh. definitely very involved dad, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially the, the Western dads, uh, uh-huh. but there are a few uh, full-time father, I see, mm-hmm. where the mother uh, goes on to, uh, to, to, to work. That's good to see. And find the earnings. They, they also form a little support group, you know. Mm. Uh, parenting is really hard. It takes a whole tribe yeah. to bring out of a kid, really. Right, you know? right. So, sure. but this uh, this ecosystem have that kind of warmness after some of them you you you, mm. you you build into that.
0: So, co-learner would have just been about two years, you say?
1: Uh, yeah, we have actually established a company for over a year. Okay. Um, so, we All started right. a project in prep work in 21 2021 uh, okay yeah 2021 mm. uh, about june july time of time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then later we established a company last year mm-hmm. and now, now we're here.
0: so i'm i'm uh, i assume that probably is there are people who approach you and say that hey i can offer this kind of class i can offer this kind of activity how do you decide which ones to have and which ones not to have or do you have a, a sort of like a rundown you know like a, a mission statement because you can do a lot yes at co-learner but how do i focus yeah how do I yeah. focus on how to decide which to start off first yes
1: the honest answer is uh, it took a few months to really uh, tune that you know sure. so like we had a time when we were starting with uh, a lot of different teachers we we do background checks on teachers mm. uh we do uh recommendations from other teachers mm-hmm. and parents uh that that is important for us Mm. Uh, certifications etc are relatively less so uh, you know uh, because a lot of the teachers that we try to onboard or work with and appreciate there's a big portion of them that um, came from proper education background but there's a proportion of them who are trying to do something new Mm. So, for example, where do you find a cert for Lego teaching? <laughs> <laughs> right. Or uh, there are some teachers who are trying to teach uh, uh, kids uh, financial lessons, or like uh, understand oh. like risk to teach the kids to be more risk savvy, uh, understanding of money. These yeah. things are less uh, certified commonly. Uh-huh. So we also work with them. It's uh-huh. not, not not exclusively one or the other.
0: What's your next step? I mean, where okay. do you want to go from here?
1: So um, this uh, the next six months we will focus a lot on our Classroom Exchange so okay. there's one product that we do is uh, where we link Taiwanese classrooms with international classrooms. Mm. So this is where kids maybe between uh, six to twelve year old will uh, c- will have a chance to write the diary. We'll have a six weeks course around. Uh, so the kids can write the diary. We'll guide them uh, our curriculums to guide them how to write, uh, express emotion, how to express about the uh, culture. And then it will be exchanged and shared uh, with a classroom internationally. For example, in, let's say, Sweden or Mexico, oh, wow. uh, they can talk, uh, see the kids there. Mm-hmm. Our idea is really wanting to build the bridges for for Taiwan to connect to the world. Well,
0: the kids are not traveling to Mexico or Sweden. Not yet. I oh, mean, okay. like,
1: hopefully, yeah. Like Eventually. Next but uh, yes, uh Online exchange first. Okay. So, for the kids that age, uh, just to the idea is really want them to help them to make friends, mm. you know, okay. to understand the different culture. There are organizations that we're working with who are, are very experienced here uh, doing this. Uh, one of them is called Know My Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 came from the US uh, as an NGO. And from years ago, they did a, uh, in the year when they had Coco, the film, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, they were already connecting Taiwanese kids with Mexican kids. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, the kids in Mexico would be telling the Taiwanese kids, like taking the camera, like this back in the days, like showing the festivals, the songs. And I think that kind of thing is really stay with the kid as a as a memory. Just, uh, uh, just planting some nice international seeds okay. for, for Taiwanese kids.
0: It's really been wonderful. I think you are very observant. And you know what kids need. And it's good that you have your own kids so you know. So good luck with everything. This Thank is you so really much for wonderful. having me here, Sherry. Yeah, Lovely thanks to so much. You. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Shelley. Good luck.
1: Thank you.